We spent hours and hours on the road, and this was pre-internet, and I told Wayne, he was basically my Wikipedia when it comes to, because we've been Star Wars marks from day one, and Wayne yes. not only obviously was uh, understood not only the films, but he understood the history, but he, he understood also the the books and the comic books and all the stuff that's considered legends now, like Wayne would be the one that I would say, Hey, what's going on with this? And he'd give me this like elaborate, the backstory of what was going on with this and realizing how rich of a history star Wars is. So I thought it'd be perfect to have him on our halfway there episode for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So Wayne, you are, why don't you call me? Why don't you just call me a nerd without calling me a nerd? (laughs) That was basically it, but man, we just spent hours on doing it, and it's like, wow, okay, but we, you and I... Well, you got to fill those hours out on the road somehow. Yeah, and we did, and it was filled with a lot of Star Wars talk that, of books like Darth Plagueis the Wise, that book that I never would have read until you told me, and now it's like not only one of my favorite Star Wars books, but it's one of my favorite books, period, to the point that it's like, this would be the series I want to see, but... Wayne has a very, very high bar when it comes to talking about Star Wars. So whether we're talking about Mandalorian, Boba Fett, the sequel trilogies, we knew this one was going to be important, Wayne. And wouldn't you agree that this is probably the most important piece of Star Wars content that they've made since the prequel trilogies, I guess? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Obi-Wan is a central character to all the stories moving through the Skywalker saga and to get to go back and see what it was like for him in isolation trying to protect Luke is just amazing. Oh man. So so far we so we got two we're we're three episodes in and it's a six episode series. We got two right away and then we got a third right here on Wednesday. So again, we're halfway through. How do you feel about it so far? Well, first off, I'm depressed that it, within a six day stretch we're already halfway through. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's that really hit hard, didn't it? That that was tough to the stomach when you told me that, but I uh I enjoy I've enjoyed it so far. I like it. I have my problems, I have little issues here and there, but overall it's just incredible to see Obi-Wan again on the screen and and to know that that Darth Vader is lurking out there, well, not lurking anymore, but I I think it's just uh, it, it's it's an amazing story and and some of my problems are small but it it's just a, a, any type of of movie TV show anything you you can pick it apart if you do but if you can really feel it in the end in your heart that's what Star Wars is about yeah no when it when it chokes you up on the right on the right parts and. Again, it could be argued, you know, and we went through this, right? Because we were, again, we were on the road together as, you know, leading up to the prequels together. People back then, you and I were scratching our heads like, why do people not like these prequels? Because, we, you know, this was back when they were disliked. And we also, we had very, we had small problems with it, but we still overall enjoyed everything. And now it's proven that it's aging like fine wine. And we even go go back and like you watch A New Hope and there's small problems with that too, right? There's small, you know, everybody, everybody was angry about Ewoks if you go back to even the original trilogy. So I think Star Wars has a rich tradition of having small problems and sometimes like with sequel trilogies, they're big problems. But so far... Can I, I just say one thing? Yeah, go ahead. That, that recap was the best version oh, yeah. of the prequel trilogy you've ever seen like that got him over huge it was like a, a a highlight reel and made it look awesome oh i agree that tldr of basically all the sweet spots the high notes of the prequel trilogy showing the you know the evolution of the relationship between obi-wan and anakin wow that was and yeah that was great <laughs> and when that came up and it said uh skip recap i was like Hell no, I'm not skipping the recap. <laughs> Who would skip the recap? The recap was so great. Like, it got me hyped oh, to watch incredible. that episode. It was, yeah. You're it was, dead on, Mario. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a perfect pregame to set you up for how important this series is for basically the most important person in this 
whole entire saga not named Skywalker, right? Yes. Just, just hands down the most important person. And Ewan McGregor, so far, his performance is carrying like the show. Like he's the, he's the star of the show, but his performance really is elevating this so much. Just his close facials, like everything's, and he looks like, he looks like a war veteran with PTSD and he's, his face is beat up. His hair is hanging in there. And when they closed up on him and he's like, Anakin, like you, you feel his strife. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can, you can see, I mean, you, you nailed it the other day. You called him broken Obi-Wan. Yeah. And you know, that first episode, you just, he felt broken. He felt alone, worn out beaten and you know to see the the different scenes that he went through like when he denied who he was to that jedi on the run you know when he was hiding you know while the third sister was uh, interrogating the crowd you know even not wanting to go save leia you know hesitant i'm not the person the man you used to know all the way to that hesitation right at the end. He almost didn't get on that freighter and until the lady said, well, are you coming? Oh, yeah, that was strong. That was really strong. Oh, and this, this whole series is full of just little magical moments, you know, in the second part when, you know, he asked, he said, you know, if there's ever a time that I need assistance, it's now, Master. And then he hears the voice of the homeless clone trooper to his right. That oh, scene was man, that was so just good. a little bitty scene, but that was all that tugged, you know, to see here's a Jedi general, you know, at his lowest point, looking down at a homeless uh, clone trooper, and you see this is the destruction. This is the personal destruction that Sidious unleashed on the whole galaxy. That was such a powerful moment. And yeah, basically showing that there really was no winners because he's looking in the face of guys that saved his life or, you know, he saved their life. His, his war buddies, like we were talking about his war. And now he's looking at him just also another broken person from there is no winners in war. And that just goes to show and then having Tamora Morrison in there. Look, we've always seen it with, you know, the Clone Wars. We were marked for the Clone Wars. We watched all that, but to see that just in live action again, you're like, oh man, it really did. That was one of the scenes that choked me up for sure, especially when the look on his face and he's like, should I tell him or does he recognize me? Because that could have gone in so many different directions. He could have like, wait a minute, you know, he could have still had the chip in his head. And now he's like, order 66 is still in effect. I'm going to get, you know, I'm get about to get chased by a crazy homeless man that I'm about to cry over because we went to war with him. I mean, that could have went in so many different directions and that, but I, I really agreed with the direction that they played it subtle and it worked really well. I think they made the right choice. Just have the moment, see the emotions, see the personal loss and move on. Yeah. It was a beautiful moment. Yeah, no, that really was. Uh, some of the small things, uh, we we can well this one wasn't uh, a small thing as we know star wars has the a rich history of for whatever reason you know when something's not working they attack the actor or actress that's doing it uh how do you, how you know mario i'll ask you to like you know just as a direct from your director point of view i think moses ingram's performance is good like i don't have any problem with her performance at all like as, or as a director are you seeing any issues with her performance um no i think she's i think she's fine um i mean she's a she's a yale trained actress that i mean i feel like if if there's an issue that's happening that people are not digging talk to the writers right not i think she's performing how she's being told or how she's interpreting it I mean, I think she's playing it um, very much like she's like, the thing is, when you when you think about Star Wars, there was a whole lot of people. The, the original trilogy is like like a whole, a whole lot of people with British accents for no reason. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like you were on a different planet and they, they had British accents there. And I think we've got we've gotten away from that. Now, folks are just sort of speaking more in their normal 
tone of speak, right? People yeah. have different dialects. Uh, people so just sound different. Around the country, people sound different. You right. know what I mean? So now we're almost hearing folks from a different part of Tatooine <laughs> or something, right? Right. They're from, ta- they're from, they're from West Tatooine. West. And they have a, they have a different <laughs> west, accent. They're from the West side. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's just kind of coming in. I think people just are not – it, it sounds foreign to them maybe. You know, it sounds weird. Uh, yeah, and I don't know, Wayne, and we, we've talked about this plenty of times, you know, because we've seen, like, you know, poor Jake Lloyd. I saw, a, uh, a, it was sad, but it was a funny meme, you know, because we're com- comparing to, like, don't turn this actress playing Leia into what happened with Jake Lloyd, because I think he spiraled from the the backlash. And it was a, the meme of Breaking Bad when he was punching the thing in the bathroom, and they're like, Star Wars fans when a seven-year-old doesn't give an Oscar-worthy performance, he's like, bam, 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 like all fired up. Because I'm pretty, like, I don't think there's any bad performances. And it could be argued that in the prequels, people thought it was bad performances or we know about the line of, you know, I don't like sand and how George Lucas's writing was kind of drugged through the sand, for lack of a better word. But, Wayne, are you seeing anything wrong with any performances that are jumping out at you right now? No, I'm not. Uh, uh, on the performance, I think everybody's doing a good job. Uh, now, back to the Moses Ingram thing, something I find interesting is on Twitter, Star Wars was putting out stuff <clears throat> basically trying to get in front of the the racism, yeah. you know, and saying there's 20 million different uh, spe- sentient species don't be a racist. And then <clears throat> I found it interesting that they wrote her character you know she's she's from the dark side so she's going to be angry but i find it interesting that she was an angry dark-skinned female with a southern accent which by the way as a texan i appreciate that the word y'all has been introduced into the star wars lexicon she's from south Texas. yeah but but they write her as an angry dark-skinned female and then she is by a pasty white alien male. She's told that she's from the gutter and has a stench, even though she was a former Jedi, just like he was a former Jedi. So right. I think Disney's sending a little bit of mixed signals on that one there. That's kind of kind of curious to me. Yeah, yeah, it definitely they were they they could have steered away from a lot of stuff because obviously you know. Disney has, you know, a history of, well, I don't even want to say Disney. Let's just call it for what it is. You know, Kathleen Kennedy definitely has a history of, to quote Macho Man Randy Savage, you got a hidden agenda. And just like, man, it doesn't have to be. We're totally okay with like, we're talking about the other star brand, Star Trek was always about messages for of hope and you can do it in a way that it it navigates into the story organically so but i, I agree I, I feel like when- I, I totally agree to me the reva character is interesting she is she stands out among the inquisitorious they it seems to me like they are leaning back on their jedi you know begin you know origins and they're patient and they're willing to sit and almost wait for the table scraps from Sidious and Darth Vader and she's out there more Sith like impatient yeah gonna go out and make her way she's obviously enterprising and clever I mean she's she ran down uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in no time yeah she thought she discovered you know she did her homework She's intelligent. She did her homework. She found the link to, to Leah and had her captured to lure him out, knowing he would show up. And then the others was, you know, dragging behind her, yeah. trying to take credit for what she had done. And I, I find her a, a compelling character and, you know, seems like she's going to be a match for Broken Obi-Wan. Yeah, and she's she's more of the uh, enterprising startup and they're the corporate shills like – towing the line because it could be argued she has a very very similar 
parallel to, ironically, Anakin Skywalker. I think she has exactly. a, a very similar part because that's how he would have done it. Like we remember, we always used to laugh about that line. We'll take him together. No, I'm taking him now. No, wait, wait. She would be the one that says <laughs> exactly. we're taking we're taking him now. There's some stuff, you know, again, and I think it's unfair because there's some stuff in her writing that is bringing, you know, an unnecessary spotlight on, on her with just the little stuff, right? Like, they, they didn't really acknowledge that, you know, her force power is obviously almost like a, a like she has that bloodhound force power that she can, she's walking around looking and it looks and just through an average you know, just a viewer, they're like, well, she just happens to be walking in through this show and spotting all this stuff. But for us nerds, we realize she's using her force power to try to sense as she's walking through it. You know, she's part of the bloodhound, yes. but no one's seeing that. So it looks like she's getting a lot of unearned stuff because she just happens to walk up to, you know, Owen Lars and she just happens to walk through the, the door where the escape tunnel was. It's just like, but you realize she's using her her force powers. So I think that's, Absolutely. that's not helping. I, I think anybody saying that she's, you know, not earning isn't watching the same thing I am because to me, she's using every aspect of her intellect, her, her force instincts or her, her powers. She's just smarter than the other inquisitors. Yeah. And, <laughs> Uh, what about the uh, Mari? I don't know because you only watched a little bit of of Rebels, right? You were, or did you watch just a couple of recaps? I don't Re- Rebels, the cartoon. Yeah, I I didn't watch any of it, honestly. Okay, I didn't know you didn't. So because the whole the big the other big controversy right now, which they didn't even really bring up, they didn't make a big deal of it, was the Grand Inquisitor. You know, in canon, you want spoilers, right? You're okay with spoilers. I'm good with spoilers, yeah. Like, obviously, he, the Grand Inquisitor dies in Rebels, you know, against Kane Jarrett. Caden, how did you say his name? Kanan. Kanan. Kanan Jarrett. Yeah, Kanan Jarrett. So he dies against him. But then Reva killed him last week in basically a, a, a move to be promoted. And everybody's really yeah, concerned. Actually, I'm, I can't wait for the scene where she finds out he's alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, and that's what I was going to ask you guys. Like, do you really think that he is alive, or do you think that the Grand Inquisitor is a a job title, and they could get somebody? But then, what are the odds that another one of that species that looks exactly like it is going to be another Grand Inquisitor? I think it's going to be the same one. It is the same guy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a, a little, I cheated. I went to Star Wars com and I checked. Okay. <laughs> so it is the same guy. Okay. So it is the same one. Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, look, it, it, Darth Maul got chopped in half and he came back. So yeah, I, he came back in, in, a, and for whatever reason, in a more accepted way than even you can say somehow, you know, the emperor's back and we don't know how and they used the the Sith, Sith alchemy i've seen it happen but for to take the the shot to the gut and we just learned it through book of boba fett right that uh fennec took that shot to the gut and she came back when she got modded by the the mean motor scooters she got modded so yeah. I mean, it's not that unreasonable for him to come back but i don't sure. think uh, I don't, a lightsaber is going to cauterize the room so yeah i feel like that 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 shouldn't have been as a big of a controversy as it was. Uh, what about, uh, oh, JJ said, I'm mad that no one has mentioned that the Grand Inquisitor is actually uh, Quan Chi from Mortal Kombat 4. Well, is that, is that the actor? Or is that how we... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I know the Grand Inquisitor has, uh, and Wayne, you'll have to fill us in, because I know he has a rich history as one of the guards, right? He, he was a yellow yeah. lightsaber guard for the Jedi, right? In the temple. Uh, yes. He was actually one of the, uh, guards that escorted Ahsoka Tano out on the platform when she was at, at a trial. Oh, when she got framed, right? Yeah. When she got framed. Yeah. By Brer Stoffy, the, she, he escorted out and there's, from what I've read, that's one of the moments where he started losing his faith in the Jedi. Wow. So that's, yeah. And they got a chance for, uh, oh yeah, the characters do look exactly like I thought it was the actor for a second. Cause I know that actor took some, you know, 
another one of the controversies that came out is that actor took some slack because he's like, oh, I really just didn't watch anything to Rebels because I wanted to interpret it. And people were like furious. Like, the character's already established. There's nothing for you to interpret. <laughs> but what's the, what's Star Wars without some controversy? But I still feel like other than the Moses Ingram thing that became very personal for the actor, it's herself. I feel like this is like another day at the office for, for Star Wars. They should title the next Star Wars is like Star Wars wanna fight. Give <laughs> <laughs> me the subtitle. Boring. Oh, oh, dude, wait, I was just gonna do that. That was definitely the robot chicken. <laughs> Boring. <Yeah>. Let's fight. <laughs> Which we yeah, have robot chicken I, needs has, to be. Has anybody else is anyone else having a problem with Obi Wan's on this big secret mission and he dresses in a Jedi cloak? Yeah, right? It's just like, shouldn't you be I mean, wearing he's something around, different? Uh, what was that? Dayu? Or Dayu, that, yeah. That's in the part two. He's running around that city with a Jedi cloak trying to convince everybody he's not a Jedi. <laughs> that, so, that one kind of kind of confused me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, well, episode three, uh, today's episode, and well, spoiler alert in case anyone hasn't seen it, Mario, you already, you already waved your spoiler flag white flag that you're okay with it you know for him to be sitting in front of all the stormtroopers with it on they're like i guess in stormtrooper academy they don't have like war history classes that you got to pass <laughs> to know thy enemy because like, yeah because they're like he's sitting right there and it's just like oh wow but yeah there's a few of those scenes like that that Again, it's it's Star Wars. You do have to make those stretches. Even George Lucas with the, yeah. the the double Holy Trinity. There was tons of little plot holes that were in there. I just feel like they're dancing around some dangerous territory, having not only Obi-Wan, but now having Leia in there. They're just like, wow, they got to be really, really careful. Like, you would think somebody would be there making sure it's like, no, you can't do that. No, no, don't say that. Like, because you risk it now that, She's right there with Darth Vader. Like, Darth Vader's daughter is right there on the planet with him, and he's walking basically with his Force-sensitive antenna up looking for Force-sensitive Obi-Wan, and he's not going to pick up on her. Now, granted, he never picked up on it on the original trilogy, and he was, she was right in front of him. But He tortured her. Yeah, <laughs> he tortured her. So it's like, I feel like it, they're, they're already playing a little bit with fire. I love seeing... Little Leia, I think the actress is great. I think she's really capturing that rebellious spirit that Carrie Fisher did put into the character. I think she's catching. But I feel like, man, they're, they're, she's such a big part of this that I almost feel like she shouldn't be as big of a part of it. Like, it's cool that she got involved, but not too involved because, man, like I told you, and Obi-Wan, I told you this earlier, Wayne, I was like, he needs to stop being so mean to her because she's just as important as Luke at this moment, because she he doesn't like he knows what made Obi Wan decide who's the chosen one between Luke and Leia. Because what if it is her? I don't. I guess familiarity that he was checking on the boy for yeah. all those years. Yeah. So I guess that I ten years, and he's just like he's like you have no idea what I'm risking, you know, to be here with you, Your Highness. But it's just like, she, yeah, you need to be risking it for her too. So, I mean, again, that's... Oh, yeah, because the, the whole ball of wax is on the line right now because Leia and Luke is the hope of the galaxy, and nobody's watching over Luke right now. Leia's been... Spoiler alert. Leia's been captured by the Inquisitorius, and if, if Obi-Wan was to die, that's it. Yeah, it's over. There's no protector over Luke. I, you know, I mean... It's all on the line right now. So, I mean, there's some high stakes going on right now. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. I think it's brave to throw Leia in the mix. You know, you know, you know the possibilities of, of, you know, loopholes being created be damned. If they throw her in there and they pull it off, how cool is that? Oh, you yeah. You know, that Leia, you know, we got to see Luke and Leia in this. And Leia was an integral part so far. I think it's interesting. It I, is. I, I like what they're going with this. And what you brought up, oh, my gosh, that scene with, with Darth Vader walking down that street. Oh, Mario, and yeah, you're going to flip when you see people. that. And when he snapped that boy's neck, oh, my Lord, that was terrible. 
and but I loved when they flashed down the seat down the street and they showed the three inquisitors and they kind of flinched like oh my god at the brutality of it yeah that was incredible yeah Mario when you when you see that scene it's funny because you know they had the first you know part one of the duel they had Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader and some of the some of the complaints were why was he not being as aggressive as he could have been which he he used force power to basically drag Obi-Wan through fire because he's like I'm not going to kill you I'm going to torture you like you did me but before that like he's being kind of timid it's like really he just snapped a kid's neck he force choked one kid snapped another kid's neck you know, did another force push through there, and he was walking. And everybody, I was like, he was just basically walking down the street, killing people, not sand people, people, and not just the men, but the women and the children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was. I mean, I thought he was ruthless. We got rated R, um, yeah. Darth Vader. We got rated R, Darth Vader, and like you said, until and again, we'll see what happens until the fight with Obi Wan, because he felt like he was either testing Obi Wan. Or if he was pulling back, because it felt like, I want to see how far I can take this guy. And then Obi-Wan was basically on his heels the entire fight. He was running for his life. Go ahead, Wayne. I have to be honest. That is my biggest problem so far. I I think they're taking the broken Obi-Wan too far. Yeah, He was utterly helpless in that fight. And it just, muscle memory alone. You know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, supposedly the greatest defensive lightsaber duelist in the Jedi history. And he, I mean, let's face it, Finn put up a better fight against Kylo Ren Yeah, with a uh, with a lightsaber. At least he got a blow in. Yeah. Obi-Wan looked like a rank amateur he in did. that. And I, I get that he's shocked that Anakin's alive. I get the emotion. He's broken. And even the rust factor, but I would have liked to have seen him show some technique, kind of like he did when when he was fighting in that spice den, and he looked a little rusty. But then, like the moves were kind of coming to him when he yeah. was taking down those two thugs in the hallway. Yep. I would have liked to have seen him show some technique, maybe a little slow, maybe a little off. But you know, to me, there's no doubt Vader's going to win in that because Vader is at his all time, you know in his prime and I just would have liked a more competitive fight and then when when Vader knocked over those flame the that that barrel and lit those flames up and they showed him I was like oh well that's a gratuitous shot well it looks cool Vader <laughs> in the flames then he pulled Obi-Wan down into those flames I was like oh man he's gonna burn him oh, revenge man, yeah. oh that was incredible that was that, that was that was just utterly incredible. On one hundred percent on brand. That was the one that really made me wince because I did not, I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming at all. Like, obviously, we always wondered as fans, like, man, why didn't you know? You were my brother, and again, I loved you, but I'm still going to leave you there and burn. I'm not going to put you out of your misery. Like he left them there yeah. to like suffer, and we always wondered, like, one, why didn't he go finish the job? And I know he just couldn't, but now. And One little flick of the wrist, could, you know, with a little force shove, could have shoved him out in the lava. But that wouldn't have been the will of the force because he had a he had a job left to do. Yeah. He was still the chosen one who ended up throwing, you know, uh, Sidious down the the shaft. Yeah. So that's the only way I can explain that one because I, I that is kind of hard. Like you fought all the way through there and then you left him alive. Yeah. That that was strange. <laughs> but, so. But it it added and then to that the leads scene. To another problem that leads to the problem at the end of the fight, though. Why did did Vader let them go? They were just on the other side of the flames. He could have, with the force, could have grabbed a hold of the droid, all three of them, and brought them through the flames. Do you think it's like a cat and a mouse thing? Like, well, I've made my point. Now you're suffering. I'll hunt you down again. Yeah, that's what I'm. I, again, I'd. That's going to be the million dollar question because he, yeah, he saw the droid. There's no reason he couldn't have crushed a droid or grabbed him or did whatever he wants. So I'm really curious how that escape is going to happen. I know a lot of people had big problems with that. Like, no, he's afraid of the fires. Like, no, he caused the fire. So I don't, I don't yeah. know what, I don't know what that means. He wasn't means. afraid of it when he was dragging Obi Wan. Yeah, it. exactly. When he was dragging him through it. So the only another thing I can think of is he realizes that. 
okay, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, obviously I can beat this guy whenever I want. So I'm going to use him to maybe hunt down some more Jedi or help to figure out what's going on. But that, that is the million dollar question. That's a good thought. Yeah. How do you, how do you reconcile broken Obi-Wan who is obviously at this point, you know, in the second part, I told my wife, you know, you know, the irony of this is if, if they, if these inquisitors ever corner Obi-Wan, he's going to smoke them all. Yeah. And now that I've seen broken Obi-Wan wield a, a lightsaber, I'm thinking, man, if Reva runs him down, she's going to take him. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to need, but how do you, how do you reconcile the way Obi-Wan is now with the Obi-Wan from rebels that took out Darth Maul in three moves? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's I got mean, that. He's, that Obi Wan was confident. He was sure. He was at peace when when Maul approached him. He was just, this is no big deal. I mean, basically, you could just read his his mind like, hey, I don't want to kill you, but if I, but if you come at me, and yeah. then it's a, oh wait, oh now you know I'm protecting somebody. Oh, it's your ass now. Yeah, and he was gone just like that. The biggest, that other yeah. biggest Obi Wan rematch was over in in three moves, right? Yeah, there's got to be something. So I'm thinking we've got to see Obi Wan have that that moment of grit that stands up. At some point, he's going to get cornered, and he's going to stand up. We've got to see him redeem himself in the last three parts. Here, he's got to have a strong moment. Yeah, he can't stay. He can't stay broken because even the. Obi Wan that we met in A New Hope with Alec Guinness, he was he was happy, you know, for lack of a better term, right? He was ready to train Luke. He was ready to take him under his wing. He was not yeah. broken at all. He was just like, okay, now's my time to shine. So we got to see closer to that, which I think we're gonna, right? Because you know, by the time Hopefully we read- this is his redemption journey. Yeah, this has to. Hopefully, be. this is the tale of how he came back from broken Obi Wan. I think so. clearly so far if you're keeping track at home it's 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 tie it's a tie game. Obi-Wan beat him in the first one in Revenge of the Sith and now Anakin, you know, Darth Vader won this battle. So I think it has to end with Obi-Wan in a way either they're going to go to a Broadway time limit draw, but Obi-Wan has to come out looking strong because we got to we got to get to that moment when Vader says in A New Hope, you know, when we last met, I was but the learner, but now I'm the master. So that means yes. yeah, it has to be Obi-Wan so, has to so school him a little bit. Do you think there's going to be a second confrontation? I think there has because to be. Part, a, a lot of the marketing around this series was that you're going to get another confrontation between Vader and Obi-Wan. And at this point, if this is all we get, I feel ripped off. Yeah, no, there has to be another match. There has to be. I wanted. I want them to do. And Mario appreciate this. I, they have to do the Rocky Balboa, right? That they need. They need Qui Gon to play the part of Mickey, and he needs to say, "Get up, you son of a bitch," because Mickey loves yeah. you. <laughs> That's what they got. <laughs> what are we do. waiting for? <laughs> exactly. We have to have that. You know, for, to complete the arc. To so when we run into Obi Wan, you know, I guess it would be. What, eight years later from where we're at right now that he's going to be living in a hut and I'm kind of eating and I'm not in a cave anymore. It's like, I don't know if you heard, but I don't sell my stuff to Jawas anymore. I'm, I'm okay. I'm better. And that's what we need that's to it. have. I think, I think Reba, I think Reba's a goner. I don't, you know, it's going to, I, or I don't know. Her story to me is going to be interesting how they end that. Because we know, yeah, we know the other inquisitors we that are in Rebels, and I don't think they're going to break canon. I'm not like everybody else who's flipping out that Disney's changing canon right before our eyes. I don't think they're going to change canon because really, the only one that we don't see later on is Reva. So I don't know if she's coming out of this and how you know I think her ambition is going to get her, and whether it's going to be. And now the what I'm curious of is it is her life going to end at the hands of Vader or the hands of Obi-Wan? Which I'm not. Or the Grand Inquisitor. Oh, yeah. he need to make a comeback? Oh, yeah. He's going to need to make a comeback because he, yeah, he was definitely had a stronger showing in Rebels than he did in this. So I think he needs a little bit of a redemption arc. Uh, what are Because what, why, why would Vader, 
value him over her. She's outsmarted him at every move, and she stuck the the lightsaber in his gut. So, yeah. And you always told me this, and I'd never real. And now we're actually seeing it play out. You know, the Vader that we known was never comfortable with his his spot. He was always fighting to keep his spot. So if he's always fighting to keep his spot, everybody under him are going to be forced by default to also fight to keep their spot. So I think he's totally fine with the Inquisitors fighting each other to the death to, to prove themselves in because Sidious is trying to actively always kill Vader just to make sure that he's still on his game. Yes. Yes, and if if anybody can kill him, he's not worthy of being a, a Sith. So Yeah, so I think yeah. that's it, that's going to be good. So, Mario, what do you think in uh, jumping to, you know, we we went through the, the journey of the Book of Boba Fett together, and sometimes we're victims of our own hopes. What kind of cameos are you looking for? Like, we already got, I mean, Bail Organa, we got Jimmy Smith in there, and he, he did, he's doing great. He's really adding to the tragedy that happened with that planet getting blown up. Uh, we got little Leia as a, as a cameo. What, what kind of cameos are you looking like? I know you're not as hardcore as us. What or do you want to see cameos? Do you care about cameos? Who else would you want to see in the Obi-Wan series? Well, I think the, um, recap video immediately telegraphed Qui-Gon. Yeah. We're getting Qui-Gon. We have to. I feel they also telegraphed, uh, Sam Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah. Because if you watch the recap, those are the first two uh, sort of like people we see. Interesting. And it's like, I, I think, think if they try, that. if they, if they're attempting to like downplay folks, they kind of like, they'll shoot around them, you know what I mean? Or yeah. just use audio, try to like, you know, pare down their appearance. But Sam Jackson, they seem pretty prominent. He's got a Disney contract he, already. He's been lobbying to bring that character back too. He did, yeah. I, I forgot where he was. I, I, he was telling Bryce Dallas Howard, you know, who's directed some of the, some of the really good episodes. She was like, he was like, I, I, I can use, I can do it. I can come back. A lot, a lot of Jedi survive from higher. A lot of other people survive from higher falls. And he's already across the lot working on Avengers, oh, yeah. right? He's just, <laughs> he's already there at Disney. So just clock out and then come over to the uh, Star Wars soundstage and do that part. It, I think that to me, I mean, I think everybody's expecting Qui Gon, but you just blew my mind because I don't think everybody's expecting. Samuel Jackson and if that if he shows up that's that's internet breaking even if he just shows up to sacrifice himself or maybe you know Anakin gets his his revenge for never calling him master like you realize how many memes they made about me for you not letting me be a master <laughs> I think oh. that would be a great cameo I saw a funny another funny meme of you know, Obi-Wan getting hunted by every bounty hunter and inquisitor across the galaxy and said, meanwhile, on Dagobah, and they show Yoda taking a nap. <laughs> oh, but that would be an interesting cameo. Do you think there's a chance that we're going to get Yoda or baby Yoda? What if we get Grogu? Because he's he is he's around. He's hiding, but he's he around. Not. I think that would be a big know. surprise. I think because they they touched on it a little bit when they said, "What are they doing with all these younglings and force sensitive children?" And they're like, they never see them again, and clearly they're setting up for Reva to be one of those younglings that turned Inquisitor. But wouldn't it be interesting if we do get a glimpse of uh, Grogu now? Would that do you think that would be well received after he's already been inserted into the Book of Boba Fett? And- I don't think it's necessary. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I think people. I think it would be like a, a a baby pop. But if you want the road warrior pop, I don't think you throw in Grogu. I think you throw in Mace Windu. So yeah, I don't know if it'd be ill received because he's so popular. But I don't think it's like you said. It already kind of felt like he they shoehorned him into Book of Boba Fett. Maybe they don't need to put him here. I think it's too soon for that crossover. That, yeah, back to. Uh, Mace Windu, do you think that they would bring him back as a part of the story or maybe a end of uh, credits last scene Ooh. to spark interest in the project when you just see in the shadows, you see a purple lightsaber light up? Ooh, that could be good. 
if I had my druthers, I would choose that over part of the story. Because then they'd be like, surprise, we're going to have a what happened to Mace Windu story. I think I'd prefer that as the cameo. I think that would be very cool. And that's a, that would break the internet even more. I think so. I, I agree with that. Uh, there's a smaller, cam- smaller cameo that they hinted to, which was pretty cool to see uh, IRL Obi-Wan Kenobi talk about Quinlan Voss. I thought that was cool because he was such a compelling character in the animated universe to actually have him call him out by name like that. That was pretty cool. I think that it, was very cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see them investigate that a little further because that was true on like, hey, this is for this is for the the deep cut fans to appreciate. I thought that was cool. They haven't really done much with Luke. No, no. But you kind of had to take the story off of Tatooine in order to keep Tatooine safe that they don't suspect Obi-Wan being on Tatooine. That's a good point. That is a really good point. Yeah, they they had to lure him off, and so as long as there's no battles on Tatooine and he's not actively seen on Tatooine, there's no reason to suspect him. Yeah, that's. But a real- you know, talking about the cameos, what are, you know, you had Flea in there. That was pretty interesting. But what do you think? Can you have a Star Wars product in this era without R two D two and C three PO? Yeah, right. Because we only got the small. Was it? Was that C three PO right before the other protocol droid that they showed talking in the back? And I didn't notice that. I think it was was great. It was in episode one when she was about to get into the uh, fight when her with her cousin that was trolling her, and there was another (laughs) there was another protocol droid. But before that, it looked like C three PO was talking in the back. Now, granted, no R two D two. But you're, so you're absolutely right. Showing them together, I think, would be a very good nod nod to the fans. Because isn't the entire Star Wars story supposed to be told through their eyes? Yeah. The Skywalker side? Yes. Yeah. It, I wonder. JJ didn't get that memo, but yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. So I don't know, man. Halfway there, I'm I'm pretty happy. I. We got to learn to to quell our our hopes, just because again there was a, there was a lot of people that were upset the way Boba Fett turned out. So I, but so far, I don't think that's happened to. I think they're honoring the Obi Wan character, and I think Anakin's getting honored too. I think we're seeing more of a badass. I I popped because that was our first look at Anakin, even though it was just a mirage, with him and his PTSD. But seeing Anakin in the robe, standing there in the middle of that field, looking back at him, that was cool. I want to see. Yes. I want to see more. I want to see Clone War flashback. Are we going to get? And Mario, we we. I know you laughed about this, you know, because we had so many back to back to tank flashbacks. But now Obi Wan is basically burnt up, like he's got serious burns. So you know he's going to have to go in a back to tank, and you know he's going to have some. Is that where we're going to see? Either Anakin as Anakin Skywalker, you know, Hayden Christensen as Anakin, and is that, or or are we just going to see that's when he finally breaks through and talks to Qui Gon? You think we'll get a de-aged Anakin? I think it's fifty fifty. Yeah, because maybe we've not have, have we seen Jedi's in the bath the tank before? No, just Luke and Empire. Because you can the like they can astral project out of there, right? And go talk to someone somewhere else. Yes, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I wonder if they can do. They, the Luke is the only one that flaunted that power, at least in the in the films. But seeing a Jedi in the back to tank is going to be like very deep meditation. So I, I think that's gonna that's gonna come into play for sure because he's burnt up. You know, Mari, and you'll see. I know you. You haven't fully watched it yet. He's burnt up pretty bad. And that scene was strong. Like he was just toying with Obi-Wan and he just drug him through the fire. Just like, how does it, how do you like it? Huh? How do you like it? Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? In the James Earl Jones voice? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he did it in the James. Yeah. And that's somebody was saying, it's like, no, that's computer generated James Earl Jones. And I'm like, and I guess they could do that, but. I thought it was really James Earl Jones. Wayne, did that? Do you think that sounded like computer generated? On IMDb, it's his his credit. It is his credit in there. Yeah, I don't. I guarantee yeah. you, Disney has already purchased James Earl Jones' voice in perpetuity. 
Oh my God! You're like right. they probably developed an AI <laughs> to recreate it. They can just do it with a keyboard, and it'll do James Earl Jones' voice. But they already paid him off for that, and it's like he probably gets, you know, millions of dollars a year until he dies. <laughs> that's not a that's not a bad retirement plan. It's just like and, I, and no. I don't have to go into the suit. That's fine. And speaking of that, Wayne, what did you what did you feel about the suit? A lot of people thought the suit looked too skinny, and I thought that was a weird take. Like, what do you mean it looks too skinny, except the pants? The pants were too baggy. I did notice the baggy pants, but it didn't really bother me. Uh, I I didn't notice him being too skinny, but, you know, at this point, you know, he's he's had 10 years of healing. He's he's every spare moment he uh, spends in a back to tank, and he's still fairly young. I, you know, I could see where, you know, 10 years later he would swell up a little bit. You yeah. Know, and... You know, and and at this point, he's been hunting Jedi, so he's he's very active. He's not just a stand on the bridge kind of no, you know, general. No. He's been hunt, actively hunting and killing Jedi's, and you know they they referenced that in in the first part when they said we're we're hunting scraps, and yeah. they said that's all we have at this point. So you know he's been very active. So I, you know I I think that you could nitpick anything. You you know you could. You could go to to the a, a work of art, you know, a, a movie, you know, whatever the the so called greatest movie of all time was, and you could pick it to death. Yeah, you know. So, I, and I think people are guilty of that in in Star Wars, and you know, I think that you know, mob rules. You know, someone kind of lights a flame, and everybody tries to throw gasoline on it. Yeah. You know, I, I, to me, I'd go in hoping to enjoy, hoping to you know enjoy that star wars magic you know along the way you're gonna see a few things that you know catch your eye but you can't allow that to distract you no unless it's no the, unless it's the abomination that that came out in the sequels <laughs> yeah and, I mean, and you know jack was asking me this he's like do you think people are going to appreciate the sequels in a few in like 10 years the way they appreciate the prequels and i'm like son no <laughs> but no i i i do think there's gonna be glimmers that are appreciated but not not as a whole because again we remember the the prequels man think about you remember the heat that jar jar oh, binks yeah. got jar jar binks got yep. nuclear heat i mean he made it seem it like drove him insane the poor actor who played him is yeah. mentally ill now oh man that was crazy and it's just like and we're talking about Bar- made Baron Corbin look like Stone Cold. I mean, he was like, he was so unover. And now, I think if you had a Jar Jar Binks cameo, he would get a pop. Not like a groan. I think he would get a major pop. Well, I think that some people forget that Star Wars is also a vehicle for toys for children. Right. So there's usually going to be an Ewok or a, a Jar Jar Binks or even... Even the Jawas, and you know, oh yeah, I, I think that there's, you know, people lose track of that's going to be a part. There's always going to be something cute. The what were those things called? Porgs or oh yeah, the, ah, those little ah, penguin-looking birds. Yeah, those were yeah. all about toys. Yeah, so I, I, you know, to me, you can't get distracted by that. No, you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's there are things that can be criticized, and but. The marketing side, the the merchandising side, is always going to be there on on properties of this level. It, it's unavoidable. It has to be. Yeah, Lola, Leia's little droid Lola. You can buy that already. Yeah. I mean, it, there's oh, absolutely true. Of course, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't even yeah, think about that. but I feel I feel like that. You know, you really do have to read between the lines. And Wayne, I've, I've and Mario, I think I've told you this as well. I appreciate the force more than i appreciate the wars in star wars i appreciate that more than i do actually that's why i think i never really got into star wars resistance because i didn't know it's just like well they're not really going to get into the force because i mean again we've we both we've all had those metaphysical conversations that i feel and i look for those parallels and try to understand that and that's always what drew me more than the blasters and 
and the spaceships. I've been more about the, you know, the force than the force. Like, give me an episode over uh, about a force ghost over any any of the big battles in Star Wars, and I, I'm I'm picking the force ghost ten out of ten times. So I, but you got that means you got to sit through a lot of the other stuff to get to that part because I mean, and Mario, I don't know what that film technique is called, but I feel like George Lucas is. People were angry about the cut, you know, and you haven't seen the episode yet, you know, fully. They're angry about the cutbacks. Like they were middle of showing, you know, Vader fight Obi-Wan and then they cut back to something else. Like that's all they did in the first, especially in the Jedi fight. All I remember is the cutting back and forth to Lando Calrissian, you know, storming and then cutting back to the fight. I don't know what that style is. But think about this. Luke Skywalker got trained on Dagobah this whole time while Han was having a very slow let's get out of here across the universe. I, I don't know. Is that a filming technique or is that just an editing choice? I mean, it's just montage editing. But yeah. I think in like uh, those OG, the OG ones, they, they would cut to a very long, complete scene. And it would play out. Then it would cut to another scene at the other location. I feel like these cut back and forth a little faster. Yeah, and which is which is why people probably find it jarring. It, but, but you'd see it, you'd see a complete portion of the story before it cut away. You know, in those older ones. Got it. Yeah, and and maybe I don't know if that's just the modern people the way consume content. Everybody wants it to be faster because I don't know Wayne if you know did did you find that distracting when they were cutting away from the fight? No. I just felt like that's I felt like that's all Lucas always did. No, yeah. I, I it didn't bother me at all. In fact, it it you know, oh yeah, it, it was like, oh yeah, we're back to this. Okay, where are we going here? You know. Yeah. It 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 helped the excitement to know that that really the battle was on three levels, you know. Yeah. Leia was Usually it's, it's three levels. The Jedi have a fight, there's a ground base and a space base. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and this was and this was important. Like you said, if they they committed, and I guess that's the whole thing with Leia. They added real tension because you're like, man, they have such an important character. How are they going to get her out of this? And it's almost adding like almost real stakes because you're worried about the story, and you're worried about the character too. So cutting back to Leia, figuring out how she's going to get away because there was real tension. I was like, how the hell are they getting off this planet? The entire time, this was like a a serious tension builder because man right when he got to the planet he's already having to hide from stormtroopers like there's no way he's getting off this planet and i feel like how are you and now he's like okay get leia out of here but there's no way she's getting off the planet and they're still on the planet as the end of the episode and that's great storytelling because we all know how the story ends they yeah. have to get off the planet and when they were putting tension and you're feeling the tension even though you know they're going to escape yeah, because they have to yeah you know that's they're doing a good job there. How magical was that scene on at the very beginning with the the on the you know the the um, cargo ship when she asked, "What's it like? What does the force feel like?" Oh man, that was good. That was really good. Again, that's when I feel like he finally reminded you know, oh yeah, she's important too. I need to explain the force to her. That was really good. Yeah. Hats off to that. You know, yeah. little Leia, that actress, she's doing a great job. She yeah, really is. It's she's almost it's almost like in the middle of him rescuing her, she's rescuing him. Yeah. Oh man, she rescued him right back. Mario, you're gonna appreciate this. You know what the, the vibe that it's creating right now with Leia and Obi Wan? The professional. Leon oh, Leon the yeah. professional, which ironically was Natalie Portman now being played by the part by her fictitious daughter, but it is a version of the professional because she's having to basically bring out the the old Jedi hitman on him. It's poetry, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's stuff's like poetry. It's rhyme. Yeah, and JJ, no, we do not want because Kathleen Kennedy has been compared to the other Kennedy, Vincent Kennedy. So no WWE booking for Star Wars. Like what when are they just gonna accept that give Favreau and Filoni the reins? Like the he got a freaking They're pretty much there, aren't they? He got a Road Warrior pop at Star Wars Celebration. Like when he came out, they're like, Filoni, get ahead. And people were going nuts. And he was just, he was just taking it in stride. But there's just, 
there's only so he can't be in every place the entire time and he's working on Ahsoka right now so but I don't know I feel like he said Deborah Chow you know he felt like it's in better hands I feel like hot take I mean Obi-Wan and Anakin right now are being handled better than Boba Fett because Boba Fett they went for an attempt to change who the character was and they went through like a redemption arc and that's I think that almost needs a season two to play out to for what they were trying to accomplish but for what they're trying to accomplish with these characters i think so far obi-wan and other than you know being a little bit too broken and that could be redeemed so far these characters are being protected yes i i i think so where do you so i i know we've been going a little bit wayne but i gotta i gotta ask you on this where do you where do you see this going like how would you like this to go book book the end of obi-wan kenobi you're you're one of the best bookers that we've known. You're the one that carried our tag team for booking the angle. So book the end of Obi-Wan Kenobi for us. I feel he has to be, he has to find his, his strengths and his, his will to fight, uh, to reconcile with where he ends up. Uh, I think that, um, he's got to be hounded, uh, you know, and, you know, they'll chase him, you know, across the galaxy. Now he's got to go on another rescue mission, I, I think that uh, he will find some kind of help from some some Jedi source or some somebody from the past, and but I think in the end he has to, you know, I'm not sure if he has to be the one to confront Reva, which her her arc would be kind of be lost and empty if she has no confrontation with him, and uh, but I I agree with you. I think that there has to be one more confrontation because i mean you have to honor the two out of three falls match you have to have one more confrontation with vader and uh he has to have a strong showing but slip away and you know return leia to to alderaan and then resume you know protecting luke i mean it's kind of obvious where it has to go it's it's hard to book it any other way because you already know how it ends up yeah but i, I think there's important points along the way that has to be honored and and we have to find obi-wan in the end he has to have got his mojo back yeah yeah that's a good way to put it he has to the shape the character who we know he becomes like you said in rebels and then eventually in new hope for sure a baby always has to make get their comeback he didn't get a shine in the beginning of the match he, no, he, did he not. never got a shine. but you know you know and he's you know he's taking the heat right now he's got to make a comeback you can have a few false finishes along the way but he's got to make a comeback and he has to you know i don't think anybody would accept if if the baby doesn't go over in the end and have have some strengths i mean i don't think he'll defeat vader outright but i don't think he can get away from vader with his tail tucked and, and you know and and there's any semblance of happy you know joy in the end of this series yeah yeah there has to be hope at the end of this series right because the next part of this story is a new hope so they they have exactly. to at least be prepped for hope so mario how do you before we'll and we'll end it on the uh this how do you how do you want a book to finish how am I going to book the end of Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah, the six. There's only six, so we only got three left. How do we book it? I, well, we're going to get definitely another uh, lightsaber battle between uh, Obi Wan and Vader. I think we'll get to see Luke, a little more of Luke. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think um, what is her name? Moses Ingram, her character. Yeah, I think we're going to see her Ray, turn. Rayba, Rayba, Rayba. She'll turn babyface. Oh yeah, I, I could see. Oh her. nice. I can see a baby face turn for her, right? Because maybe that's why she killed the Grand Inquisitor. Maybe she has she has her redemption arc. That would be cool. What if she said That's a good call right there, Mario. Yeah. That would be interesting how they get her away from the Inquisitors. Like maybe she ends up sacrificing herself because she realizes, you know, maybe the the will of the force and she realizes that she has to what if she she's been hunting Obi Wan the whole time and now she basically gives her life to make sure that the will of the force goes through that would be a cool good call mario i'm not even gonna try to top that because i think that's good a, a reva baby face turn would be very cool could she her own <laughs> spinoff with inquisitors hunting her oh man now we're booking now we're booking the territory we're booking <laughs> the tatooine territory 
That's it. We just came up with there uh, a few new series. We got the what happened to Mace Windu, and now you know Reva Reva on the run. That's what you call it, Reva on the run, and get the Inquisitors nice. going after her. I, that would be cool because it, Ahsoka has proven, you know. And Wayne, we talked about this before. We didn't know how it was going to happen. It's just like, whoa, we never saw Ahsoka in the original trilogy. So how are we? But she proved that it doesn't matter. She survived past the original tr- trilogy. We're never even being mentioned. And now we're going to see where where that led. So these characters can branch off into way different stories and just get the rich storytelling, which we always knew that Star Wars could be, not only could be, but was, you know, with the books and the comic books. So I'm ready. I'm ready for more Obi-Wan, though, man. I'm ready. Let's do this. 